is the Big Church Podcast. We've been in a detox series called Detox. That's good. Um, And you look around the news and you see the masks and you see the biohazard suits and you see uh, actually the people with the uh, Kroger bags on their hands and the duct tape, you know, that probably would be me because I got plenty of bags at home. But we live in a toxic world. And why is our world toxic? We ask the question, why do bad things happen to good people? You know, why all the death and why does it seem like evil is, is winning? But it wasn't always that way. God created a perfect paradise called earth. Everything that we needed, everything that we had, everything that we could ever need was provided for us. And here's the good thing about God. He said, it is good. So it must have been good. But then he emphasized later, he said, it's very good after he made us. Because we're made in the image of God. And then he placed us in the garden to take care of the garden. And right in the middle of that garden, he placed a choice. Why did he do that, Pastor Rich? Well, let me tell you why. He placed it in the garden because he wanted to give us free will. He didn't want to have a bunch of robots running around. He didn't want to have a bunch of yes men. I mean, you don't want people always agreeing with you every time you go around. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But that's what God wanted. He wanted communion with his people. He wanted to walk in the cool of the day with them. So what we did is we made the wrong choice. And we really made a bad choice for all of humanity. And we see the results of that each and every day in the lives around us. And you know, we're faced with choices every day, especially today. We're faced with choices to either be positive or be negative. We're choice to, we have a choice to either believe the best or believe the worst. And I believe that we even have a choice right now to guard what we are listening to, what we're reading, and because and, we could get lost in a deep, dark hole of negativity. But I believe that we can band together and that we can begin to believe the word of God. And you guys, I know we all have gotten fearful and overwhelmed. I have. I've had my little freak out moments where I'm like, oh, how are we going to do church? Oh, my allergies are kicking. Is it coronavirus? I, I quarantined myself to my room one day. I mean, we all get in those moments where we're a little fearful. But I want to let you know that God's word will not return void. And he says that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power and love and a sound mind. And so when the enemy comes in like a flood, you get to choose to raise a standard against him. And you begin to speak the word over what you're feeling. The Bible says that there is power of life and death in our tongue. And so we can either choose to speak life or we can choose to speak death. And I believe that we have to guard all of that right now because, and and hold each other accountable too. If you're speaking something negative, I'm going to say, oh, I can't hear that today. But yet I'm going to step up and step in the gap and begin to speak encouragement to you. I want us to be careful of who and what we're listening to right now. The media, there's good media out there, and then you switch the station, and it's totally an opposite story. So guard yourself. Guard yourself from other people's opinions. You know, I love all you guys sending me all this stuff on Facebook, but 
I'm just not going to listen to it right now. I'm choosing to listen to our leadership and I'm choosing to listen to the word of God and that's it right now. I love you, but I'm choosing to listen where I need to. I don't want us to be a part of the problem. I want us to be a part of the solution. So if we're on social media If we're sending out uh, voice messages or whatever, and it's not positive, it's negative. If it's not positive, it's negative. If it's not truth, it's false, and it's going to cause fear and panic. I want you to know that our governor every day at 5 p.m. does a press conference. That's who I'm choosing to listen to. I'm so proud of our government and our leadership right now. They are really doing an excellent job leading in this season. And so I also want you to know I'm kind of proud to be an American right now because we are killing this social distancing. We are taking what our leaders are saying and honoring them. So I'm so proud to be an American and I hope you are too. Sounds like she's running for election there. It was good. Um, How do we maintain hope in the midst of chaos? How do we fight against fear? How do we stand when everyone else seems to be falling? Well, in these times, the word is what we have to stand on. Listen, y'all, we live in a Google generation. Everything, all the information that we need is right at our fingertips. And we wonder why everybody's got the Bible app, or if you don't have it, you need to download it into your phone. But there's so much information out there, and there's people that say, I don't know what to do when I become fearful. I don't know what to do when, I, when anxiety starts to raise its ugly head. I don't know what to do. Well, you could say, Siri, what does the Bible say about fear? What does the Bible say about anxiety? What does the Bible say about depression? And let me tell you what to do. It'll bring them a multitude of verses, and, and you can go to each and every one of them and get encouragement. But, you know... When you talk about fear, fear is an unpleasant, strong emotion. But we've got to get to the point where we don't live about on our emotions and our feelings. And let me just tell you another thing. She just alluded to it, but fear is not from God. Second, I mean, Second Timothy 1.7 says this. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear didn't come from him but of a power and of love and of a sound mind. He doesn't want us to be worried and have anxiety through all these things. Doubt is real. Don't you know the disciples even doubted? Thomas said, unless I can see, unless I can touch him, I don't know if I'm going to believe this. So doubt is real. You know, we've even had to have, we've had some fear and some doubt creep in on us about what the future is going to hold. Is everything going to be all right, uh, you know, with jobs? And I'm sure you're asking yourself the same questions. Is, is our jobs going to be there? Is the economy going to crash? Or will the church go on? This is when faith has to kick in. Yeah. Hebrews 1, 11, 11, 1 says this. It says, now faith. It's not talking about a future faith or a faith of the past. It's talking about the faith that we have now. It's the faith, it's the confidence in what we hope for and the assurances. We have an assurance because God said so about what we do not see. Fear says focus on what you see, focus on what you hear, but faith says focus on his promises. Bible says I will never leave you or I will never forsake you. It says fear not for I am with you always. I'm asking you, will the church survive or will the church thrive? We have to fight fear with faith. 
We have to fight fear. We have to fight doubt with faith. And I believe this. We are not in survival mode. We are in revival mode. Come on, that's good. Clap in your living room. That's good. We are not in survival mode. We are in revival mode. And in the next few weeks, uh, Lord willing, we're going to start a series called Revival. And I believe God is stirring something up in us right now. Our time, it's our time, church, to shine. Yeah. It's our time that light always dispels the darkness. And people have questions. And guess what? We have the answers. You know what the answer is? The answer is Jesus Christ. He can change all of your doubts and your fears. Proverbs 3, 5 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. You don't know which way to go? Acknowledge Him and He'll direct your path. Yeah. Feeling a little fearful or a little doubtful? Acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. This is the time in history right now more than ever that we need to trust in our God. We need hope in this time. And I'm going to read to you the 23rd Psalm. And I grew up in, in Sunday school, so we had to memorize this one. But if you don't have any other memorization of the Bible, you need to get the 23rd Psalm out. And you need to read it and reread it. And you need to get it and you need to put it right here into your heart and your mind. Verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Here's the good thing about God. He supplies all of our needs. And He also gives us some of the things we want, right? Ain't that a good God? Verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides still waters. Verse 3, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. This may be God's opportunity right now to get some of us just to chill out. Maybe God's opportunity just for us to say, okay, we need to take a break. I need some restoration in my life. And I got to make you lay down right now, even though you don't want to lay down. I ought to make you go into quarantine, into isolation, so that I can hear, so you can hear my voice more clearly than ever. This could be our time of rest, reconnection, and restoration. But listen, listen to verse 4. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Remember that. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When all hell is breaking loose in your life, you have to know that God is your protector. And if you stand on his promises, he's going to protect your life. Verse 6. No, no, that's verse 5, sorry. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. I love the God that he doesn't give you just enough. He gives you more than enough. He doesn't fill your glass half full. He's wanting to give you all that he can. So thank God for the God of more than enough. Verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We have a final destination. You can't live. You have to start living with an eternal perspective. A lot of times what we do is we want to put all our eggs in this earthly basket and we want to, oh, I hope my 401k, and listen, I'm not trying to diminish any of that stuff. It's real. But if all we put our eggs in is in the earthly basket, we are going to be disappointed. The word, the word says, lift up your head. It says, look up, for your redemption draws nigh. 
It doesn't say look around you or look at the circumstances, the situation. It says look up. We are in a time, in a season right now where we need to look up. Because if you look off to the side or over here, you're going to get distracted. You're going to be fearful. You're going to be doubtful. God says look up. So let me ask you a question. If you're sick today, and I'm not really talking about a physical sickness. I'm talking about maybe you're sick with worry. Maybe you're sick with doubt. Maybe fears just gripped you. Follow the prescription. The prescription is Jesus Christ. He's the answer to all of the toxins in our life. He's the answer and the remedy to all the pain that's in our life. He is the answer to all of our past. And listen, we got to quit living in our past and get because uh, it's damaging our present and it's taking us nowhere into the future. So I'm going to ask you today to join me in your living room, in your bedroom, wherever you have your device on. And maybe, it's, maybe you don't know who this Jesus is. And I'm not talking about everybody's heard the name Jesus. I'm talking about maybe you've never made that connection with him and made Jesus your personal Savior. And I do believe a prayer can change everything. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you can be saved. And maybe this way, I'm going to have us all go through this prayer. Maybe you've just kind of walked away. Maybe you're just tuning in today and going, man, I, I have been away from church for so long. I just, I don't know why I'm clicking on this button. Well, I can tell you why, because the Holy Spirit clicked your button. But I'm going to ask us this morning to, let's all say this prayer together. And let's believe this in our heart. I'm believing that hundreds of people are going to get saved. Thousands of people. I'm not talking about who can just see our stream. I'm talking about thousands of people all over with good churches all over the world right now. That the gospel is being preached right now to the thousands. If you would, just repeat this after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me of my sins. Make me new. I give you control of my life. When I mess up, help me to run to you, not from you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.